The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. Alrighty, welcome back to another edition of High School Football Report Podcast. We are powered by PennLive and the good folks at UPMC Pinnacle Health, our gracious sponsor since this whole shindig began. The 2022 prep season began way back in August. It seems so, so far away. Across the pond there is my partner today, Dan Sostek. Dan, how are you, my man? Pretty good. You know, I had to dust off the old football rulebook and remember how they can how this sport works because you know we've been busy uh, football basketball and wrestling and all of a sudden you forget what a what a defensive pass interference is you know but uh good to good to talk uh some talk some gridiron again today yeah we um we are certainly in, we're in another postseason uh basketball and wrestling you mentioned so lots going on here i think we're entering what quarterfinal round and most yeah i always lose track Depending and on three basketball, of course, the smaller classifications, I think, uh, especially two A open up semifinals. And we're already quarters right away uh, in three A and semi. So uh, just before we go, dad's garage in Mechanicsburg, Dan, I want to mention that today. I had lunch today there. I believe it's been around since 2016. This is a question I have for you. All right. Mm-hmm. Sensational patty melt. All right. Sensational. So I want to give a shout out to dad's garage. I just my first time there today. Um, the patty melt is what I gauge all quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, uh, <laughs> diner type establishments is how I, is basically how I rate, um, these, these places, uh, is through the strength of their patty melt. The patty melt was exquisite. So I, I, I'm passing along the question to you. How do you gauge the diner? Is it, is it a specific item or time of day? How do you, what do you do? That is an easy question for me. Uh, it's, it's always for a diner it's always got to be well i guess there's two options but i'm it's usually usually a corned beef sandwich you know um yeah. and i'm a i'm a big corned beef sandwich guy you know uh, i'm i'm a of i'm a tribesman of a, a of the jewish persuasion so <laughs> you know uh the cat's deli in new york is kind of like our mecca so uh, <laughs> uh when you when you get when you have something like that. You're always seeking it out and you find some good places. Um, but then if it's more of a diner type place, I'm going BLT, a BLT oh, yeah. and a side, a side of chips. Uh, just, that's, that's a good choice. But Cat's Deli, yeah. that's a high bar, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's tough. Oh, there's a couple local places out there in Philly that get close, but nothing's quite like that. Uh, that New York uh, corned beef or pastrami. I mean, it's 24 bucks, but it's well worth it. <laughs> it's 24 bucks because it will last you like three weeks. So. <laughs> exactly. All right, Dan, get back, get back to, let's get back to football here. Yeah. All right. We've beaten through obviously two national signing days. Uh, we've gone you know, well past the PIAA championships in December. Right? We both talked about coming to value, doing a fantastic job in year one of hosting those six games. Uh, more recently, we mentioned the name Brandon Cook. Uh, the former Shippensburg assistant coach is now in the the man in charge at Carlisle High School. Um, good hire for them. And we've also learned just recently that Middletown AD Scott McGovern is now their new head coach uh, for the Blue Raiders, too. So check out Penn Live in the coming minutes 
Uh, our colleague is working on that story as we speak. Anyway, um, looking ahead, we just reported. Uh, I went out to the Big 33 press release, a press conference uh, on Friday, uh, a few days ago, uh, for the big unveil for the Big 33 team. This is the 66th edition coming up. Uh, it is scheduled for Memorial Day weekend, Sunday, the 28th, 7 p.m. They're going to play a night game uh, this year uh, at Bishop McDevitt's Rocco Ortenzio Stadium. We have a good, uh, a good, a very strong, actually, showing uh, of District 3 talent. But I wanted to get your take on the team overall, just opening up. Yeah, I mean, it's always going to look pretty good, right, when you uh, spend yes. as, as much time as we do watching high school football. and. You see all these, you know, see the list of talent assembled. It's always going to look good. Um, but then you start kind of looking closer and you kind of realize, oh, who, you know, is already enrolled in college? Who who are we surprised didn't make it? Who are we surprised did make it? There's always a lot of interesting stuff to glean from there. Um, my first takeaway from this always, though, is, you know, I, I was following along with your tweets when you were live tweeting this. And it just it's really cool to see how much this means to some of these kids, you know, that there's a game like this that means that much to, you know, make it as I, we just watched the NBA all-star game did not seem like uh, that kind of stuff meant a lot to those guys. And I'm a, right. I'm a Celtics fan. So I enjoyed the Jason Tatum uh, 55 points, but they didn't, uh, there wasn't a, wasn't a ton of honor making the all-star team there. There's none of that with this. It's a big deal. Um, I mean, you could, you could make an all pro NFL team out of people that have played in, played in this game. And, uh, so it's, it's cool to see that cool to kind of, you know, pick out hmm, who are, who are, who do we think is going to be, you know, the Tyler Boyd of this, uh, mm-hmm. of this game. Cause I think, uh, a lot of people point to his performance, uh, back in 2012 or 2013, I believe is, uh, one of the best performances anyone's ever seen in this game, but it's always, um, fun trying to pinpoint those. But like you said, a lot of district three representation here. Yeah, there definitely is. And, and you're right. It's. It's a situation too, and we we uh, you know um, I don't know fifteen twenty podcasts ago we had uh, the executive director of the Big Thirty Three Gary Cathell on, uh, basically to um, give people sort of a cliff notes uh, version of how this team is selected, um, and essentially who is eligible to be selected. I mean, it is a the the Pennsylvania State Football Coaches Association um, is a membership based uh, group, and not every uh, high school football team in Pennsylvania is part of that. Uh, I think they have really good representation, but you're still probably looking at, I would say, 65 to 70 percent of the 560 plus school high school football teams that are part of the membership. So you need to be part of that membership to actually be nominated. And then the process starts for that player. Uh, the evaluation starts for that player, I should say. Uh, sometime eh, basically the first week of January uh, and all these coaches, when they gather at Penn state, they have their con- their sort of uh, convention, if you will, where they break off into groups. So these 20 coaches may be in charge to pick the defensive backs. These 10, 20 coaches may pick uh, the linebackers, vice versa, pick your position. And then the special teamers are all sort of invite, to um, a competition at Spooky Nook uh, to gain uh, to gain a roster spot there, so it is an actually competition. It's completely different than what Maryland does. I mean, Maryland is it, you know uh, nominations through coaches show up at a combine, 
essentially, and they run through their paces. And then there is a second combine where the team is selected by invite only. So if you do your job and do well, you get an invite to the second one. Maryland's team, I believe, will be finalized in the next seven to 10 days um, and announced soon, too, on social media. Um, that obviously is Pennsylvania's opponent on the 28th. But so, so there's steps that, you know, not every kid, and yet you mentioned a kid like Javen Williams, uh, obviously the line, the lineman from Wyoming Missing, who was all state, obviously, three years in a row, um, is an early enrollee at Penn State. Uh, and there's a few of those guys. You know, you look at the roster too, and you would think a guy like Kyle Williams for Harrisburg, but he, you know, uh, started working out with Temple early. And um, so obviously not being selected, but getting to the locals who were selected, uh, take me through those. I think it's seven or eight from the mid pen conference alone. Uh, and then if you branch out to district uh, three, I think it's close to 13, 12 or 13 uh, that have been selected. But let's let's talk a little bit about um, give me your thoughts first on the seven or eight uh, mid pen guys. Well, I mean, I feel like we've talked about this a lot, but it, it's hard not to talk about this a lot. And uh, the first the first thing that sticks out is, you know, Tyshawn Russell making this game from Bishop yeah. McDevitt and kind of how far he came in a year where everyone was circling Rico Scott on that Crusader roster. He emerges as the real go-to guy for a state champion team, is now an SEC wide receiver. Probably uh, it's between him and Kenny Johnson as the – Yep. You know, the marquee wide receiver on this squad. Um, and that's a big position to be a marquee wide receiver for because we've seen a lot of a lot of talent at that position um, in the big 33 game in the past. So, I mean, Tyshawn's kind of always where it sticks out to me just in terms of the journey it is to get there. Um, he's not the only McDevitt player, though, because uh, we've got Gabe Arena and uh, Riley Rebell, who uh, I don't think we can talk a uh, enough about Robel's state championship performance, just the stuff of legends. I, I, he was making this game uh, regardless of that, but I think that is icing on the cake that uh, he couldn't make that he couldn't uh, not include him there. So those are those McDevitt kids are always going to stick out. But then the one guy that I think this might be, you know, the biggest four out of anyone playing maybe in this entire game is Terrell Reynolds from Harrisburg, just because he's still uncommitted. I mean, he's broken every record you possibly could for Harrisburg um, to sack-wise. He's just a just a monster there. He is a big game. Um, if he is a big game in this big 33, uh, could go a long way to where he ends up playing uh, next fall. Uh, so I'm I'm really uh, I think it's a big opportunity for him to show uh, to have one more you know showcase as if he had he had a pretty good showcase in the playoffs, but. Uh, those are a couple uh, guys from the district that stick out to me. Well, yeah, it's amazing, really, when you when you talk about um, uh, Russell and you talk about uh, Vincent Carroll Jackson. I mean, two two guys that were really, you know, there were huge question marks. Really, I mean, Vincent Carroll Jackson, the first year in football, you know, goes to gets to be this unbelievably. Um, charged uh, recruit and the recruiting process for him literally it it, it started probably out I, I don't know i would say probably mid-october yeah uh, and then it's just it just detonated like I, we, we've seen very few um players at least in my career my professional career uh where it's done that like there has to be some sort of 
especially in the huddle era, right? Where where yeah. kids are posting their videos constantly and well, that's a good point. Yeah. Like this is but this is a different circumstance where he literally had no huddle film till this year. Yeah, I mean, we've had kids, you know, obviously the the big names in our area that have come out through the years, the Shady McCoys and Noah Spence and the on and on. I mean, these guys, these guys walked in their senior year with just, you know, five-star ratings, you know, uh, and well, for lack of a better, then it was mostly, it was mostly snail mail, but <laughs> it, it was just such a, such a scene leading into the school year. And here are two guys now, that, now part of this historic big 33 game uh, who, who really like, you weren't sure if they were going to pan out yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden they're like guaranteed slot guys. So, I mean, that, that's pretty impressive to me. Um, and obviously we've got five, five of our seven guys or whatever played in PIAA finals. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Russell's final, uh, four for 120 and four TDs against Al Clippa. I mean, that's obscene. That's something Tyler Boyd would even say, Oh my goodness. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Boyd, of course, was a was an unbelievable talent from from Clareton. But uh, but you're right. I think I think too when you when you factor in lineman Gabe Arena from McDevitt, you factor in Rebel, and you factor in uh, Stephen Scordis from uh, State College, who was listed as an H back tight end H back. Probably could have been you know could have made the squad as a defensive end if it wasn't so strong. And for guys like Reynolds, yeah, um, you know it, it's just a very very strong group too. Amir Jones making it as well too is also. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. He's a he's a guy that was almost kind of tough to pinpoint what position he'd make it at because he yep. he was just kind of a Swiss Army knife for that Harrisburg defense. He's ended up at East Stroudsburg, but he he's been he was one of the best defenders in the state this year, bar none. If you just look at production, look at what he meant to that team. Um, really glad he found his way onto this team because uh, you know we know what that identity of that Harrisburg team was and it was defense. Yep. Uh, he was ju- as important as Reynolds was, frankly. Yeah, and you look too. I mean, that guy lined up at a fifteen to seventeen yards on the field. He lined yeah. up. At, he lined up at safety. Lined up at outside linebacker. He lined up. He walked up to the line of scrimmage. I mean, very few guys have that kind of talent to to do it, and that kind of speed and skill and instinct and all the things that you need. So I'm happy to see Amir Jones on this because again, watching that defense, there were a lot of moving parts that you you could get stuck watching. Because it was, you know, these guys, these individual guys were really, really good. Um, but Amir, to me, was was one of them. It was fun watching him play because you never knew what what his assignment was going to be from one player to another. So it was pretty cool to see that. Uh, you mentioned Riley Rebell, and you're, you're, everything you said was dead on accurate. I mean, th- this is the kind of kid who, who loves being a part of this. Um, will cherish being, you know, part of this history. And I always like to, uh, you know, I've been involved with this game for a long time, and I always like to ask these guys how they find out and what they were doing when they found out because you get really funny and interesting answers from a lot of them. And the first guy I interviewed uh, Friday was Amir. And he said, man, I, he said, coach just said, be at, the, be at the school at 1030. <laughs> and he said, he said hey, that's all he told us. Or, or, or 9.30, he said, it's, and he goes, I got in the car, and he said, here, you need, you need your jersey. And I'm like, what do I need my jersey for? Where are we going? And he wouldn't tell me where he was going. And I was like, man, that sounded like a hit, man. You should have got out of the car. You know what I mean? You don't even know where you were going. So just, just fun things like that. It's always, it's always good to find out. But they tried to keep it really tight-lipped this year. 
Like they, they you know, the, these guys didn't find out. Um, it, it was inside the 24 hour window uh, before most of these guys found out. So I think that's pretty cool. You know, the, when, when you get guys getting a call at 10 o'clock at night, you know, it's great, you know, <laughs> and it was nice too, that not many people had, they, most, most schools had half day. So they got off pretty much the entire day for that. So, so that was pretty cool. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. Two things, Dan, that everybody, I think, I mean, I, I, I think Pennsylvania, you, you uh, tell me if you agree, you know, we're, we're known for linemen, obviously. Yep. Uh, and we're known for running backs, obviously, but and certainly for quarterbacks and pro quarterbacks. But everybody wants to know who's QB in the squad. That those that that's the picks that I think everybody looks at first. Who do we have as as signal callers here? Uh, these two guys, Armstrong's uh, Caden Olson and Colin O'Sullivan from Upper Dublin, are your quarterbacks. What are your thoughts on those two guys uh, when you first saw them? We we kind of circled Olsen before the start of the year as a you know an underrated guy. He's he's really tall. He's six five. Um, he's committed to the uh, University of Pennsylvania, which is uh, uh, my family's excited about because my mom and brother both went to uh, both are, are both Penn Quakers. So they're, they're nice. looking forward to seeing Caden Olson play for them in the uh, fall. But uh, he's a good player. I saw him at um at the ninety nine or uh, two tenth uh, camp. Um, this summer uh he can sling the ball had a really good year um i believe his dad also might be a mechanicsburg high school grad which is a mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> uh interesting little connection there so we have some more district three and then i mean colin o'sullivan was just he was one of those quarterbacks he he was kind of like upper dublin's version of isaac signs a little bit on cumberland valley just yes. this really gritty mobile quarterback who did everything for that team kind of basically got that upper Dublin team to squeeze every single ounce of ability yep. they had out of them. Um, and you know, it's not, it's not the group. It's not, you're, you're not getting Dan Marino or, or Joe, Joe Namath uh, uh, level prospects in this group in terms of future prospects, but you're getting two guys that did a lot in their high school careers. And um, uh, it, not every year you're going to, you're not going to have every year where stone Saunders is going to play is going to be your QB there. And, um, if you're not going to have those blue chip guys, um, I think it's cool to reward, you know, kids like this that really got everything out of their high school careers. Yeah. Olsen's is a guy too. We, you know, obviously being in the four, a class, we, you know, kind of keep tabs on them because you knew McDevitt was going to run deep in the playoffs and, and, and most likely make the championship round. So you wondered if that was going to, if somehow Armstrong was going to maybe make it through the Whippeals there um, and collide there. But yeah, being an Ivy League guy too, you you sort of root for these guys, and and you mentioned obviously Olson's a good a good sized kid, obviously six five. I think he's around two twenty, uh, right around there. But you know, when you think about Whippeal football and 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 all the quarterbacks that have come through just in the last ten years, not to talk about the obviously the guys twenty thirty years ago, but uh, you know he threw for he threw for something like. I don't know. He was close to he was close to ninety four hundred yards, ninety four hundred career yards, um, and he also had almost fifteen hundred rushing. That's not something you would normally say for like a six five. You would think he'd be more of a pocket guy, 
But uh, 1,500 yards rushing for a quarterback is pretty damn impressive. And I think he's like fourth all time on Whippeo with 95 TD passes. So, he's also a 1,000-point scorer in basketball, yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Basketball, would be that would be like easier to yeah, you know, honestly, get. Yeah, but, but just it's amazing what he did for Armstrong. And, and you mentioned O'Sullivan, too, which is, you know, just – I don't know. I just – there's some of these kids that just – he's a football player. Exactly. You know, you throw away heights and weights. You throw away, you know, the intangibles. He's just a football player. He's like the kid from Pine Ridge and Palmieri. Yeah, Palmieri. Just a football player. You know what I mean? Forget the heights and weights. And I think that's uh, a lot of times, you know, that gets lost a little bit. They they want this and that, but but um it should be a it should be a very interesting, uh a very interesting QB set there with those two guys. Um, we don't have a lot of size at running back, but man, we got a lot of numbers backing these two guys up. Uh, um <laughs> It's going to be I, – I, I'm interested to see how they're used. I mean, t- t- traditionally, um, defensive lines in this game on both sides are usually pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough to run the football consistently in this football game. It really is. And the rules slant toward the passing game as well. You know, it's a 60-40 split. you got to pass 60% of the time and things like that. So – so that all negates a monster rushing attack. But these two guys have been really, really good uh, for a long time and got a lot of history with their program. Again, uh, both sub 5'9", but, man, they could play. So any of these guys, too, that really stand out for you, Dan, that you're really looking forward to seeing play and one, one last time? Um, are you talking running backs or just in general? Yeah, just in general. Just in yeah, general. Well- um, I, I think, um, a couple the, the wide receiving wide receiver groups, pretty interesting. Uh, sincere Smith really had a good playoff run there for Westinghouse with Keyshawn Marcillo there. He's a really kind of, uh, he's a, he's a big play waiting to happen. And those type of guys, like you said, tend to tend to flash during these games. Um, and then also Kenny Johnson, the pick commit who, um, down in Dallas town, didn't get to play in the, uh, uh playing the postseason because Dallas town obviously wasn't, um, I believe they went four and six this past year or something. Right. Around that. Um, but uh, I don't think that should distract you from the type of talent this kid is. Uh, I know, obviously I have some, um, I follow the pit program and I've heard some people kind of whispers that they think he's going to be a kid that can kind of contribute really early on. And that he's a, he's almost a diamond in the rough type of guy. And these are the, if if you're going to be a diamond in the rough type of guy, you better show out in the big 33 game uh, uh, if you're a power five player. So I like the wide receiving group. And then uh, even Aiden Besselman, who's uh, another mm-hmm. one of these uncommitted guys, just another hyper productive uh, wide out from um, upper St. Clair. Uh, it, it, it will be a, it'll be fun. Definitely some good weapons for the, this quarterback group to throw to. Yeah. I'm not sure I even mentioned the running backs. It's Nigel Linton from Whitehall. Uh, he is still, uh, actually he just committed, I believe it's East Stroudsburg, but don't quote me on that. He just committed about three days ago, I believe. And, uh, York suburban guy, Mikey, uh, Bentavenga, uh, who actually becomes the first, uh, kid from York suburban to be a player. He is a a fun player to watch. He's a Duquesne recruit. Uh, they're getting a really good football player too. Again, yeah. both five, both around five foot eight, both around one hundred and eighty five pounds, eighty pounds, something like that. Um, so they're going to be they're going to be fun to watch. And like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how Mike Farr, who's the head coach of of the PA squad, 
uh, how he sort of uses them. If he dumps a little bit, a little bit of action out in the flats and lets those guys sort of go because they both can go. And one other guy that I, I wanted to highlight, uh, District 3 guy, is uh, Cameron Jones from Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's just a guy I've covered a lot of Wilson past few years just by virtue of a lot of Harrisburg playoff games, uh, two Harrisburg playoff games, some regular season games. Uh, Central Dolphin played him as well. Um, that kid just jumps off the field when you watch mm-hmm. him play. He is electric. He's uh, he's not the not the biggest kid in the world, 5'11", 185. Uh, he's going to Holy Cross, where I, I think he is going to do uh, that. That's a program that really exploded on the scene this year. Uh, they're they're a program on the rise. I think he's going to have a tremendous career there, and I think he's going to I think he's going to have a chance. That, again, a lot of times, you know, these games are just these games are opportunities for these kids to kind of put that one last bit of film that even if they're already committed, just get that fan base a little more excited, get the coach, get the coach of the program they're going to a little more excited to give them an extra rep or two in practice. So that defensive back group as a whole is pretty good too. You know, Ramir yeah. Stewart, Nebraska, Cruz Brookins, a late commit to Pitt uh, from Steel Valley, who um, I know people from Western PA rave about. Um, then Dylan Darville from um, Emouse and Dallas Harper, just a real, real deep stable of uh, defensive backs too. So um, I guess, uh, I guess still there are always some good wide receivers from Maryland, but uh uh, it's a pretty good uh, stable uh, in the secondary. Yeah, it's it. What was interesting to me too um, last year between PA and Maryland, I believe there were six guys, uh, maybe seven that were that were Penn State recruits, and Penn State did not get shut out here, but only has one, and that's Jamil Lines, obviously a defensive end from Roman Catholic. Uh, who's been on everybody's radar for the yeah, past couple of years? <laughs> uh, we got it. the The local uh, the local uh, spectators got a chance to see him early in the season when they played Trinity uh, at that uh, that game was at Seaver Park uh, at Camp Hill. I think it was the second week of the season, second or third week of the season. Um, but he's a guy too that that runs really really hot and at six four two forty. He's a guy that can kind of really throw his weight around too. Uh, great first step, and just a just a massive disaster for for opposing offenses to handle here. Um, what do you think of Lions? And and maybe even as um, looking forward a little bit on Lions, Dan. Um, you know how how he might uh, pan out at the next level. Well, if you're, uh, I feel like it's honestly. At this point, if you're a defensive lineman who's committed to play for Penn State, you're probably going to have a pretty good career. They tend to, they tend to, identify, they tend to identify the right guys. And I mean, you you watch Roman Catholic; it's no secret that uh, I, I I would be very surprised if he does not have a big, a big big thirty three game and a um, kind of gets those state college fans salivating because uh, he's he's just one of the he's one of those guys that you just know instantly. Oh yeah, this is a Division One defensive end because those are the prospects I feel like really stick out. Is the defensive end, you know, the the yeah. pass rushing prospects in high school. It just it sometimes just seems completely unfair that they're even playing in high school. And I think he's one of those guys. Well, it's interesting too because you know there's technically technically there's no blitzing uh, yeah. in the in the All Star game, so it even puts you know the onus falls on the defensive ends a lot more to kind yeah. of generate that pressure. You know, uh, you'll see an occasional linebacker shoot the gap there, but, you know, we don't call that blitzing. But anyway, 
But I, you know, Lions having Lions up there, and of course Reynolds too. Uh, that is a great one-two punch, uh, a defensive end. And then you got a kid like Gateways, Ricari L, who's also a defensive end. Uh, he's heading to California, PA for that too. So that that that'll be a good group to watch. You're right about the defensive backs. Uh, it, I always feel like the, the defensive backs are like the standout. Like you look at you look at the D back picks over the last ten years. Yeah. And they're all playing somewhere. Yeah. They're all doing damage somewhere, you know, at, at the next level. It may take a year to get on the field, but these are guys that get hunkered into kickoff teams right away. And they're just sort of a different breed. And having Stewart and Brookins back there and and Darville, Darville actually from Emmaus, who was quite the wide receiver <laughs> during this season too. Um, and then Cam Jones, of course, who's a, a, an absolute nightmare. It's interesting when, when Cam Jones was, um, uh, when the all state stuff came in, there every every sentence on Cam Jones in his bio that came in to be evaluated by voters, uh, the sentence was always followed with a parenthesis, and in parentheses it said, "Did not kick to him." And then the other, <laughs> the next parentheses played played really well at, as a safety, and it said, "Didn't throw his way either." You know, in parentheses, <laughs> and there were there were four sets of parentheses. You know what I mean? <laughs> Never, yeah, was, never, never got a return in the second half. Never. It's like, and then you see, you see the two plays a game they do do it, and you're like, oh, that's why, that's why those parentheses exist because exactly, it, it's just one of those guys that looks like they're running at a different speed than everyone else. Yeah, because you when you do kick to them and, they, and you're down seven more points, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what happens. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be good. All right, let's finish this up, Dan, with uh, a look at the kickers. I don't know what they feed kickers in Holidaysburg, um, but. Altoona Pizza. It, it, probably. There's there's always good special team specialists coming out of Holidaysburg. And Ben Sosnowski uh, was the pick. He's a St. Francis recruit. And then we've got punter Seth Turner from Great Valley. Uh, he's a UConn repr- recruit. And uh, Sean Kerrigan is the long snapper. They started building in a spot for the long snapper. So the Big 33 roster is now 38 players. <laughs> Um, which is fine with me. I, I'm fine. And actually, I think uh, I think to a certain degree, too, Maryland is 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 happy to have some extra spots to, to kind of bolster their roster as well and, and get more kids involved. So I think that's a good thing. So uh, so where are you going to be, Dan, on Sunday, the 28th? You going to be uh, you going to be with me there to cover the game? Um, I think on Sunday, the 28th, I will I'll do I'll be wherever. Wherever I'm told to be, it, it, there won't be many better places than Bishop McDevitt uh, uh, High School. But um, it, it's certainly going to be a certainly going to be an exciting game. And uh, I think we didn't even mention that uh, we've got a District Three representative on the coaching staff as well in uh, Cedar Cliffs, Colin Gillen. Um, so maybe I'll go just to say hi to Colin Gillen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Always yeah, a good time. Uh, uh, he's not many better coaches in the area than. Um, Coach Gillen, so that's a good. No, thing. he's been he's been really consistent, and uh, very few guys like him get max out of every guy who who who's in uniform form. And uh, yeah, I, I can honestly say that. I mean, the the kids, you know, whatever he has, they play hard. They play a hundred percent all the time. They practice hard, and uh, he's done a tremendous job. He's he's one of the ones we do. We definitely want to keep around in the area. Um, He's he's been phenomenal. He really has. So it's a good good honor for him uh, to be an assistant coach in this one. Uh, East West game. East West rosters were released a day later. 
uh, after Big 33, Dan. Uh, that's the next tier. You're going to hold two games again, uh, small school, which is classes one, two, and three, and then big school, which is four, five, and six. They'll be held the Sunday prior to that. So that would be what, 21st? Uh, two o'clock, or no, noon and five o'clock, I believe, are the start times. That's also at Hortensio Stadium at Bishop McDevitt High School. Um, and we've got some players too, and we'll have some time to talk about those guys. Uh, on our next edition of the high school, a PA high school football report podcast for now. Uh, enjoy your time. It's postseason in basketball. Get out there and see some, uh, see some good hoops. Dan and I will be on the scene. This core colleagues will be out there to covering and uh, we will see you all next week. Thanks for joining us. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more.